Hello. Welcome to Down to Herf, the podcast for cigar smokers, whiskey drinkers, and for the people just looking to kick back, light up, and have a good time. I'm your host, Jerry, and I'm joined by, as always, my co-host, Gio and Caleb. Fellas, 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 what is happening on this fine hump day besides this crazy fucking heat wave? It's hotter than the devil's dick up in this motherfucker, dude. Bro, supposed to be like 95 tomorrow. They said they had to open up cooling shelters. I I heard 90. 95? They said it was they project record heat tomorrow. Oh, that's awesome, dude. I love I love global warming. I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah. It's it's awesome. Also a fan of global warming right here because I love hot weather, so let's keep it going. It's golf Burn, weather, baby. baby. We're getting crazy blizzards. We're getting listen, this is how I look at it. We're definitely not gonna see the end of it. Right? Like we're not gonna see the end of the world. So like who gives a shit what happens while we're here? That's what I say. If Buffalo turns into like this beautiful Miami esque Let's do Little it, baby. Lake. Let's do Who it. Who fucking cares, dude? Yeah, my beautiful Fuck Miami it. and Buffalo with no sharks. I'll take it all day. Yeah, right? Let's you can go. go swimming and jet ski and ride boats, and you don't even have to worry about getting eaten by any creatures. All year round. The only thing I got to say, it's probably more scarier if you have global cooling than global warming. It's like, let that be a thought. Yeah, I guess that kind of makes sense. What do you yeah. think, Gio? Being, being cold sucks. Well, Gio, Gio's got that <laughs> Hispanic blood. He said, uh, it, it, so I'm just throwing this out there. We're in the lounge right now the ac is kind of on the fritz right now it is 76 degrees and geo said he got a chill yeah <laughs> he said "Ooh, right. ooh, i got a chill surprise he's I'm not like, wearing dude. a sweater you know or some pants yeah, it's a hot one man sun's out guns out it's a whole fact bro they're out they're out for you even when it's snowing so that's also a fact kids but, but literal guns trend out. trend sponsored if you guys, if you guys got any, just let me know. Mm. Say it again. Just let me know. But yeah, now that we're through this intro, we got kind of a little bit to talk about today. Uh, obviously, some cool news stories. We got a great uh, segment. Caleb's in a fight another animal. Uh, but yeah, Geo. Without further ado, what are we smoking today? We are smoking the Fable Two Things. Nice special release. It's a Honduran Habano and Connecticut wrapper. And they combined it to create this nice little barber pole. And it is a 6x54 True Toro. And it is made out of the Fabrica Centro Americana de Tobacco SA. This was a nice little uh, collaboration they did with a brand that is slowly becoming, I feel like, a regular in the lounge here. A, the Cavalier Genevieve. Awesome. Sebastian Cavalier. We got to get him out. Killing it. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll make it happen one of these days. This guy's in like what is it, sweet Switzerland? Switzerland. He's he's in he's Mr. Worldwide in the cigar industry. He's he's here, there, and he's everywhere. Mr. Worldwide, international man of mystery, just traveling all over. But good good for him. Good things coming out of that factory and that company. Also, a very limited cigar, only two hundred fifty bundles of twenty. So very very. That's uh, it. Yeah, small batch. They I, I somehow got a bundle. Yeah. I, <laughs> And I have no idea. They how. retail at twelve dollars a stick. For you know, people who live in states that like people that smoke cigars, New York hates us. Yeah. Do you ever feel like our episodes are like, uh, not like deja vu, but like it's like Groundhog's Day? Yeah, because every single time I read this retail price, you get upset what, like, and you start talking about how shitty the cigar prices are in New York. 
Yeah, because New York sucks, dude. Like, yeah. if we didn't have the Bills, like, fucking Buffalo, not a lot going for it. Well, what are you talking about? We just talked about how it's like the Miami of the North now. <laughs> it's coming up, baby. Yeah. yeah. And like, Pull with those swim trunks. <laughs> <laughs> but Five apparently the story behind this, so. The hell was that? Oh, man. We're about to get some jams in the lounge. I hope not. If my wife starts playing music on the fucking Bluetooth speaker, I'm going to be a little disappointed. <laughs> Would be a little funny. I'd laugh. I'd have to get up and turn it off. But so apparently they're like, you know, the Fable 4th Prime, there was a big story behind that. Here's the thing with the press release they said. So the story behind this one is a doozy. Unfortunately, there's no possible way to convey the story via press release. We'll have to share it with you in person or maybe in a video on one of our social media platforms. Either way, we hope you like this one as much as you do. So basically they said, yeah, there's a cool story, but we don't really want to tell you right now. <laughs> okay. So even on their social so, medias, they didn't release a story yet? Like a, so like a cliffhanger, I guess. Yeah. I looked. I Nothing did not yet. see it. And maybe I, it's very possible I missed it, but I have not found anything about that. And I usually try to look for the background in a cigar. It's a nice little uh, fun fact there. You do your research. I know I smoked a bunch of these, dude, and I was like, yo, we should definitely do it on the show. It, yeah. it, 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 it has definitely earned a spot on one of the episodes that's going to go out to the number one podcast. podcast on, audience. The, the, yeah, the number one cigar podcast on Podbean. Yeah, and the number one cigar audience, you know. That is actually yeah, true. You the guys, number one. You, guys, you made us number one. You guys one. are the listeners, so, you know, thanks to you guys. Yeah. So, no news on it yet released that you could find so maybe when you guys go to pca you'll have to ask them if you run into either of these guys like uh, sebastian or anyone from fable well so the thing you guys is should ask i uh, they're a sub brand aroma okay. so i mean we tried to reach out we weren't able to get in touch with uh fable to have someone actually talk about it says so i think it would have been awesome if we could have maybe got the story on the actual herf here which i feel like that would have been a great great you know bit of content for you guys but I mean, hey, either way, I'm not going to let it deter from, you know, something that I've enjoyed smoking and love a good barber pull. I mean, I feel like we haven't done a ton of these on the show. No, I I don't think we've done a lot of barber pulls on the show. Have we ever done a barber pull? Uh, uh, filthy Hooligan. Filthy, filthy Hooligan. Hooligan. And yeah, probably in one way back. I think it's been a long time. I'll have to check through our list, but... um. I got a question for you guys. Mm-hmm. Normally, some barber poles are a little bit thicker. So, would you consider this a barber pole, even though it's so thin? So, the barber pole has nothing to do with the yeah, size. The, it's about okay, it the design. Yeah, it's the a, the wrapper on the cigar is what makes it. It has nothing to do with the Vitola. So, okay. the 6x52, no, it's no, a true yeah. Toro. No, not the size of the, the cigar, but just like the size of the little wrapper. Oh, are you talking like small. the stripes would be? Oh, exactly. Okay. Yeah. That's a that's personal thing. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. yeah, yeah. Uh, that has nothing to do with anything. Yeah, the roller I, likes. To I do. wasn't sure if it was like the wider the wrapper was for the barber pole. That's what made it specifically like a barber pole. So I guess uh, size doesn't always matter, fellas. Yeah, Caleb. But yeah. true barber pole though, it has to be at least a quarter inch. Okay. No, I'm just fucking with oh, you. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, just to give <laughs> some uh, more information on here. So the wrapper is obviously, I said, a Honduran Habano in Connecticut. So that's how we get this nice little uh, barber pole pattern on the cigar itself. And the binder is Honduran Habano. And the filler is going to be Honduran and Nicaraguan mix. I want to tell you something, Caleb, about this cigar. First time I smoked it, I was at work. It was a rainy day. 
I was uh I I was on a call and I, it sucks cuz this is kind of a call that it's going to tie in to what we're going to talk about later. But uh dude, this thing absolutely melted me into the chair, so I'm just letting you know. Right. I could good I could use a good melting. You know, I yeah. melted all weekend. It was hot yeah. enough, so yeah, 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 why yeah. not just melt some more? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, interesting cuz so everything I've read about it said it's typically a more medium cigar. Dude, I don't know if it's just the Habano wrapper, but dude, this thing, dude, it really fucking got me. It got me jammed, bro. You know I what it just... is though? A lot of Roma stuff gets you, dude. Mm-hmm. Like it's very, very strange. Like, but but it's like I'm I'm weird about it because I keep coming back. I don't know. Yeah, it's like, like you have an abusive relationship with it. <laughs> I, I just look for it. I'm like, dude, Roma. This last one just fucking killed me, dude. And yeah. I just go back and fuck it. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fuck. I'm a fight this motherfucker again. All right, I'm just throwing it out there right now. We had this conversation in the car, and it's looking pretty solid right now. So this muzzy of yours, bro, you gotta do the Doc Holiday curl. Oh, <laughs> you know what? Speaking of Jerry's mustache, I had a listener of the show send me in a picture, and it's like Jerry does look like Doc Holiday. I gotta think if I can find it on my uh, Instagram. It was by John sent it to me. I, I I won't use last names or anything, but uh, Joe. Yeah, he said that uh, you kind of look like uh, Val Kilmer with the with the muzz, dude. I'm telling you, you got a rocket. Even if it's just for a shift, you twist it, you get the little soul patch there. Oh, that's like that. That's, that's actually that's him. Actually, yeah, that's, that's actually him. Yeah, but look at the hair. Like, I don't know if you could zoom in. Look at the hair and look at the mustache. Like, if Jerry didn't have the, I'll hat pull on. it up. I'll right. pull it up. Yeah, um, that's, that's real, Doc. Oh yeah, a listener sent that. Go to, to me, like look Jerry. Up, looks, yo, look up the Jerry. Val Kilmer version. I <laughs> can't wait. <laughs> From, uh, from Tombstone. Tombstone. All right, all right. Yeah. That's the one that I like. I was like, oh, dude, thank you. That's a compliment. Val Kilmer. He's fucking awesome. Just minus the tuberculosis in the in the movie. <laughs> the dude's like constantly sweating. Yeah. But yeah. if I did it and I did it and the air conditioner was broken and I was just sweating, I would probably look like him. I'd be yeah. fucked up. I agree. You yeah, got to get that, that hat. Halloween costume for the future. I see that. I like that. Fucking... It works. Then... If, I, if I had the blade out here, I'd do it on the show. <laughs> Dude, just shave just it right that, in. That soul patch just edged up nice for it. I think that would be great. But yeah, dude, uh, I'm looking forward to this cigar, man. I like I said, I smoked it a couple times, and uh, dude, this thing's awesome. Is this the only fable you've smoked? No, I smoked uh, like one of those aged ones at Nickel. Oh, the, the fourth eight. primes, yeah, fourth prime. Them things are I just very had, good. I just, that was my first one. I just had it this weekend when I was golfing, so it was awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, Caleb. Again, when does he get these cigars? Oh, you know, at your diaper party, he stocked up. He was like, "Exactly, Ooh, buy four get one free." <laughs> Cheap <laughs> <Exactly>. fuck. <laughs> oh, speaking of which, we have not even talked on that diaper party. Got to take advantage of the deals. what a fucking night, dude! Holy fuck! I every person I talked to was like, like I talked to my buddy Bobby. He's like, I asked him about next Friday because we were thinking about golfing. He's like. Yeah, I'm never drinking again, dude. I woke up on my bathroom floor. I'm like, I slept till like almost two in the afternoon. It was terrible. I had a great time. Brett said he lost his cell phone for three days. He found that. Just, it was absolutely fucking bananas. Everybody was obliterated. You know what? I actually barely got a chance to drink. I was doing a lot of running around with like the tickets for 50-50 and the raffles. I like... It was so busy because everyone was buying tickets. Like I, I would put my drink down. I'd lose track of it. I'd have to go track it down and find it. So I think I only had like two or three all night. Well, good for you, man. Because our boy Hopper was there, and that man was... Bought the 
shout out to Hopper for just showing up like a true legendary main character that he is. Like if I ever write a movie about my life one day, Hopper's gonna be in it. Dude just shows up, buys the six most expensive cigars, gives it out to like the first six people there. Then he goes, you know what? Out of the drink selection that we had, he's like, don't even give me that. He's like, I went on the top shelf. He's like, you, you, you guys all get it. And then he, whoever was at the bar got the most expensive thing at the bar. And then he bounced out and was like, oh, boys, I had enough. Time to go home. With his fucking Irish bro. What a fucking life. <laughs> yeah, <cunt. that's, laughs> yeah that's you, you fucking cunt. Dropped about like 360 on cigars and whiskey and just bounced and left. Just left. Just left. No Legend. big deal. Legend. Speaking of whiskey, we touch on the cigar, right, Gio? Yes. Let's get into this whiskey, man. This is a pretty cool little bottle. All right, we got something fun for you guys here. (laughs) (laughs) We have um, Straight Edge Bourbon Whiskey. So this was uh, started by winemakers John Wilkinson of Bin and Bottle and Dave Finney of Orrin Swift Wine um, in 2013, uh, later joined by Steve Matheson and Bob Cabrill. Both uh, successful Napa Valley winemakers. So if you guys know anything about red wine, California, Napa Valley, you are getting some of the greatest grapes around. So if you see any wines from Napa Valley, probably over 30 bucks, 30 to 100 bucks, if not even more. Um, so you, you got some real crafty winemakers that are behind this straight edge bourbon whiskey. So um, you're getting a high quality product right here. Um, you have a group. Uh, the group that they formed is called Splinter Group. And they have blended five, seven, and eight-year-old bourbons together from Kentucky and Tennessee to create this whiskey. Um, it's about 70% corn and then with a balance of rye and wheat to finish it off. And then it is also later finished in Napa cab barrels. And it's bottled at 84 proof. So a little on the light side for us here at the Herf. But um, nevertheless, a uh, very great bottle. Um, you got a very like dark brown, reddish color to it. Um, this goes for in stores around uh forty five fifty bucks. I don't know if you guys seen it any higher, but I think we have it at my store. It's about you know forty five up there. This stuff is pretty good. Got I know definitely wine. That wine is oh. very prominent, especially on the nose. Yeah, you can like, smell it. It smells like a nice cab. I mean, from a Napa Napa barrel, so you know you're getting some high quality product for sure. Yeah, I mean. I, it's very, very. Uh, I taste more almost wine flavors than I do bourbon. It's very interesting to me. But like then you get to the finish and it goes more bourbon. It's pretty good. I gotta yeah. say this isn't bad. Actually, and this is a very like you said. You definitely touched on this is a huge turn for us. Yeah, we usually drink that high proof crazy yeah. shit. Eighty four. We dropped this about is, forty this, proof points from our last one. Yeah, so I mean this know. is this is. Very drinkable. Yeah. You could definitely do a couple pours of this, bad boy. I, you know, I was trying to lead in with a tie in here about, you know, shaving here because of straight edge. Yeah, I, I, I got it. I got you. Know. I wasn't paying attention. But yeah, some nice little straight edge on the bottle for an old fashioned shave, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, you said 84 proof. That's 84 it. 84 proof. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Um, Good. So I, I'm, I'm going to bet that the cigar is going to probably be a nice pairing. Yeah. I mean, uh usually i feel like we've fallen victim of either the whiskey or the scar being more powerful you know, more powerful other. than the other so we'll see what happens here yeah i mean maybe we got a just right combo because the, they did say this is a very medium bodied cigar and i mean that's a low proof point so i like it it's got that uh that reddish brown color to this whiskey very easy to drink yeah the color de- 
the hell is that? Oh, that's a bug. That's a bug, dude. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is yeah, that? Yeah, like there? a fly or something. Yeah. You know, but, we're not going to shut down production for it, though. Jerry's throwing nope. June bugs around again. Yes, yeah, dude, that was funny. Asshole. Yo, Geo, I kind of want to get into some shit, dude. Uh, dude, our weekend. Dude, it was hot. It was Memorial Day weekend. Gio and I had to work the whole fucking holiday weekend. Shit hits the fan when the warm Shit weather comes out. hit the fan, dude. And I think this is a pretty good tie-in to what we wanted to talk about. This is not a cigar or whiskey topic. I think this is a topic that, if you pay attention to the news, might shine some light down on the true epidemic of the country right now. Gio. Why don't we get into it? Fucking Kia boys. The fucking Kia boys, dude. These fucking kids, they're fucking bananas, dude. They're absolute fucking bananas. The amount of stolen Kias that me and Gio ran into, saw, almost got hit by. What's the plus minus? Like over five? Dude, you have like, I'm telling you, bro, right now at our age, you have a better chance of like getting smoked by like a Kia than you do of getting like some crazy horrible disease. There's just so many coronavirus. Yeah, well, <laughs> you have a better chance of getting t-boned by a thirteen year by a thirteen year old in a Kia than you do of dying from COVID nineteen. <laughs> I'll tell you that. What do you think about that, Gio? Okay, so because we drove down a few streets this weekend, right. and what would you think about it? So. The most recent article I found was as of March 5th, and this is just where we live. Last year, the total number of stolen Kia and Hyundais, 350. Two months into 2023, because this article came out March 5th, so obviously the March figures aren't factored in, 400. Holy. So we've already <laughs> surpassed. surpassed it, and we months. are at two months. Yeah, that was two months into the year. They, I doubt they must be petrified to put the full numbers So Gio and I were driving up and down streets looking for... Unfortunately, we had an officer... Get dragged by he one. He got dragged by one of these fucking little retards, right? So ran him over, critical condition, not good. Yeah. Fucking terrible, horrible situation. We're looking around for this fucking Kia that ran this dude over, and all you see up and down the streets is Kias. Zip Windows, Hyundai's. no. Hyundais and Kias. With all the, there's the windows broken out. And the steering wheel column ripped off. It's it just, it's fucking crazy what's happening right now. I don't know. What have you heard about it, Caleb? Well, I was going to ask you guys if you knew any like uh, background information about this, because I actually did look up a little bit. So I know it's like a TikTok trend, or has been, but... The Kia Boy Challenge? Yeah. Have you guys heard about it or known how, you know, oh, it's yeah. been around for two years since 2021? It's almost like, and I, I don't want to, it, it's like it's... Like one of those retarded fucking trends that like picked up steam, and you're like, why? Like it's like eating Tide Pods. Like, but no, see, like, eating Tide Pods does less damage to the community than what this does. No, like, see, these stupid challenges like are just getting like worse and worse. Like, you know, it started with the cinnamon challenge. Now we're at the fucking <laughs> Tide Pod challenge. Then we went to the fucking. Remember Kool Aid? Do you try to eat the Kool Aid packet? Yeah. There, fucking, there used to be that one. It was like destroy a bathroom challenge. So you just like just wreck a public bathroom. You just destroy it with whatever you could. That sounds like the most ignorant asshole oh, yeah. thing you could do. Yeah, frat boy. That's a that's a Kyle move. <laughs> like, it's like a senior in high school move. Like you're just a loser. Yeah. You just trash a bathroom. But 
now we graduated to the Kia Boy Challenge. So we went from, you know, something completely harmless, like, nah, that's not cool enough challenge. You got to, you know, commit a felony and steal a car. Run people over, ruin lives. And just cause everyone's fucking insurance rates to skyrocket. So, of course, the kids that don't actually have vehicles, you know they don't give two fucks about that shit. Because what happens is, you know, we'll run into them. The, the, The number one sign is you're looking around, you just see the back window busted out of it. And you're like, oh, yeah, it's stolen. Then they see you immediately take off. You try and get a plate just to put it out. You turn on it. And next thing you know, it fucking crashes into a fucking house or another fucking car. They get out and then you're chasing these kids on foot. And if you are fortunate to catch these kids, then they're usually like 16 years old, 16, not going to get in trouble. They yeah. don't get in any trouble. And it, it, there's no consequences, no for lessons, it, which is crazy. Yeah. No lessons learned. How are you going to nothing? How are you going to teach a lesson without punishment? You know. Well, that's what happens when, you know, uh unfortunately in most major cities police departments have a no chase policy unless it is considered a violent felony and stealing someone's you know 30 to 40 thousand dollar vehicle and driving off leading police on a chase is not considered a felony mm-hmm. well i'm sorry a violent felony and it just gets worse and worse and worse and the thing is Can it's I- so simple it's Literally done in like three minutes. I got to ask, and and, uh, just correct me if I'm wrong, but the felonious part of the UUV process in New York is the breaking of the car window, not (laughs) stealing the car itself. No, no, no. So if you were in New York, the only way you could go with the is a uh, the criminal possession of stolen property. But there's a specific subsection for a motor vehicle that brings it to a year D felony. felony. One of the two. I don't remember off the top of my head. Because like sometimes I feel like the dude, I'm not going to lie. I feel like sometimes the, the, the law just gets all scrambled and you know, you always go back to, you always refer to the penal law and on top of that, especially when you're trying to do your charges. Well, and here's the thing, like then we, there's even a political side of this because we know cities have been fudging crime numbers since the dawn of time because, you know, politicians want to look good and all that. And they don't want to have be the one that has all these felonious fucking thefts, but like, there's times, you know, there'll be departments that will manipulate that and tell you, no, you can only charge this, not that. And it's crazy because if the general public knew stuff like that, like, you would think, what the fuck? It literally says verbatim we can do that. But it, it's actually pretty wild because what departmental policies are and how they differ from actual, like, state policies. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. They're so different. I mean, I, I don't think a lot of people know that, but I, so yeah. For I don't think it's wrong to shed light on it. So for background, obviously you have your federal law, and then your individual state laws, and then you know, in terms of law enforcement, there's you know, there could be oh, I'm sorry, there could be like individual county laws. Those are where you know all different municipalities within down the state. to all the way down to your local you know city, town, village, so on and so forth. And what happens is then police departments have their own manual of procedures that says what you can and can't do. Now, New York State says there's no law against a police officer pursuing any crime. But 
departments care more about liability and, you know, not chasing for these things in a motor vehicle because of the dangers of various, you know, things of that nature. And because of that, a lot of big cities have instituted policies, no chase unless it's violent felony, such as, you know, uh, uh, robbery involving a firearm, carjacking, things of those nature. And it just gets worse and worse because then you're handcuffing, you know, your general officers on what they're capable of doing, despite it being well within the state penal law. And the only way that we're going to see any type of progress is, is either you make the penalties harsher or you allow, you know, some form of consequences here. I mean, we obviously already touched on bail reform in, you know, one of our very, very early episodes. So that's a whole nother thing why it's just a slap on the wrist because currently just stealing a car in New York state, the way it's charged for the most part is a misdemeanor unauthorized use of vehicle. Yeah. UUV. And so I'm saying like taking the car only it really only gets you like a misdemeanor, which is right. insane. It is insane. It's insane. Because when you have your car stolen, I never had my car stolen, but it's been broken into, but it's like a major violation of your privacy. You feel a little irked. Like someone is in your spot that you spend, a lot of time, depending on what you do for that a commute. Living. Yeah, you know where you listen to Down Her podcast. Yeah, that's right. Or, or Cigar Hustler podcast. Yeah, there you go. It and definitely is a violation. You feel you feel violated. Sucks. Yeah, oh. the best part is when you recover the cars. There's just weed and backwoods wrappers all over the place and condoms. Yeah, like disgusting yeah, shit. Half, li- half drank think- bottles of bourbon or like you know whiskey and like Colt forty fives. No, Some no Colt forty fives, dude. This is not like. Oh, the These are days. not OGs doing this shit. This is literal like children. children. Okay, so they children. Probably, so they probably got some nooners in the back, some white claws. No, just, no. When you said like thirteen year old oh. steals a Kia, that's literally what it is. It's well, like kids. Well, maybe yeah. there's and still you can't, some nooners. Let me ask claws. you a question, Caleb. Yeah. What would have happened to you if you stole somebody's car at the age of thirteen? All right. Well, let me just tell you. My grandfather was a detective. My dad worked in a jail, so my ass would have gotten beaten mm-hmm. if I even. Touched, uh, stole a car, and drove off with it, and probably would have crashed it because what thirteen-year-old knows how to drive? Yeah, my ass would have been beaten. The way they drive too is absolutely bonkers. Oh, it's real life. A hundred, a hundred miles an <laughs> I was hour. Say that a hundred miles an hour. Am I right? They're like running oh, shit. lights. We got three stars. Let's go straight through, and then the helicopter comes, and it literally feels like you're in Grand Theft Auto. The best is when the when the ghetto birds in the air. I love it. The ghetto bird. I was going to say, I guarantee these kids are driving like a video game because they it's have no idea is. what to do because you're 13. You don't get behind a wheel unless you're driving like an ATV or something like a go-kart. Or- and these cars are getting total. They're hitting trees, oh, houses. Okay. So are these kids getting like hurt and fucked up? Too? Dude, I heard one the other day. I was just sitting. I was doing a report in the parking lot. All I hear is boom. And then next thing you know, there's a fucking car accident. Uh, somebody crashed a Kia into a tree across the street. Not I, like- I heard it. Not like I care about the, the and they get out and they never ever they're not hurt. No, they are never hurt. Uh, that was my never. question. That was my question. Not like I care about well, health, but I can't like, say never because we had like a pretty pretty nasty one. Okay, we were, had a bad one. Yeah, where on a throughway right oh. at the split, they must have hit the wall probably at ninety. Oh yeah, yeah, that story. And like there were like six fatalities. Who's liability on on that one? I forgot. Oh, well, so the parents of those children that stole this vehicle are actually suing Kia and Hyundai. That's insane. Yes. Now, 
current. It's, it's insane. fucking insane. It's bullshit. So, they stole. They committed a crime. Their parents yeah, are stealing the yeah. car company. Mm-hmm. Oh, you made the car so easily th- th- theft- theftable? I don't know. <laughs> Stealable? Stealable. You made the car so easily, so we're going to sue you. Even though our kids committed a crime. Multiple crimes, because, you know, dri- probably driving without a license, stolen car, speeding, other traffic violations. And then they're going to sue Hyundai or Kia. That's... Fuck off. Yeah, and it's so it's models made between 2010 and 2021. I hate bringing light to this, but I feel like every person listening to this right now knows somebody that's been a victim of this. Oh, I thought you were going to say know someone who drives a Kia. No, not even just drives a Kia, but like somebody that's been a victim. Do you know anyone that has had their Kia stolen? No, I don't. Now, here's the other issue. So now my mom you know, works in the auto industry, she sells cars. So I've learned, obviously, a lot about this. Right now, the backlog for most dealerships is six to nine months to get any work to fix yep. it. When you are buying Kias, used, new, whatever. Going through that issue right now, as we speak. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so we've been talking about it for like a year, and Caleb's family decides, what perfect family vehicle? We could get a Kia. Hey, it's hey, it's brand new. Um, according to 2022, they put in. Um, okay, so here, let me ask on, you a question. On, Does on. that mean the fucking retarded kid isn't going to break out the window and still try to steal it? It's called an immobilizer. So maybe we're good. I said maybe. Hey, it's not my car, so so, so let me ask you this: oh, If no, the window gets broken out because they think they might be able to take it, you still have to replace the window. Well, my wife will. It's okay. <laughs> So it gets even funnier. So what they've been doing now, since this has been such a epidemic, they're literally handing people when they buy the car, like the steering wheel locks from like the 90s. So people who don't know what this is, like, obviously, I'm sure most of our listeners do. I feel like they're a little bit older, but, you know, early 20s have probably never saw a steering wheel lock. The red claw right across. So what's funny about it is. What's the stop this kid being like, oh, this guy's a fucking asshole. He put a lock on. Let's break his window anyway. <laughs> exactly. Fuck this guy. Let's rip out this theory. Yeah, let's, let's just rip, rip the this, column out anyway. So the hope is honestly that like it just is a deterrent. But I mean, if someone wants to break your window, they're going to break your window. Yeah. yeah. I mean, hell, we saw that happen <laughs> fucking a straight cinder block yesterday. Yeah. Someone so threw a cinder block through somebody's car window. Hatred right there. No, that was just an argument. Dude, I feel like oh, we never talk that. about work. But after this fucking weekend... What the fuck, dude? Yeah. Memorial Day's got to, the people to 80, 80 to 85 degrees over the couple days over the weekend. And the city was just on fire. Well, uh, Burning down. Thank you guys for all you do. Sorry you guys had such a crazy time. I just played 45 holes of golf this weekend. So. Ooh, ooh. Mm, fancy. I had to listen. I didn't even know you golfed, you asshole. I know you golfed Memorial morning. Yeah, and it did nine on, nine on Saturday, this guy's 18 golfing, on Friday. We're listening to two women fight it out and throw windows over some <laughs> dude that's not even there just probably laughing like these stupid idiots <laughs> they don't know i got my third one with me right now was last night not fucking bananas it got to a point where there were like four stages of it we're like geez it's kind of busy dude this is really fucking annoying oh my god like you're you're like pissed off then it was to a point where it was just so busy it was funny mm-hmm well, I hope you guys smoke some good cigars during your shift. Uh, or, got the, or got the chance to. I did actually, I got a chance to smoke, I think, a, a cigar. Yeah. But it 
like throughout the shift probably couldn't enjoy it no throughout yeah. the shift just like oh gotta put it down yeah oh, gotta relight it oh gotta put it down Go, gotta relight it gotta <laughs> put it down that, gotta relight it that crackhead <laughs> yeah dude so many fucking crackheads i feel out like you weekend. should just hit the hit the thing you know i feel like we need to Nah. No. Nah. Nah. All right. All right. This yeah, we're not doing a patrol gone wild this weekend. I'm well, sorry. I just, yeah, I just thought it maybe you know hit it just for the fun of it. We can't. We can't do it because it's not a true patrol gone wild. But just me and Geo decided after this weekend what the yeah, fuck boys. what what main topic could we talk about? And after the amount of stolen cars this weekend, and they're all Kias and Hyundai. What better topic to talk about? Because, like I said. When we were introducing this segment, I said, dude, what the fuck, man? This is an epidemic. Oh. And there's no fucking... You can't solve it. And then I forgot the one other thing that added to all the shitters that fucking... The fucking department phone lines were down. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you couldn't even make a phone call to the department. So, like, if you're calling the main, like, 911 headquarters, it... Nothing worked. Wow. Everything went down. (laughs) Heat wave, right? Was the cost? I don't know what the fuck it was, dude, but it was fucking bonkers. Knowing knowing the fucking department, they probably forgot to pay the phone bill. (laughs) (laughs) That's fucked up, but... Lines got too crossed, too many calls, right? That, too, you know? So they say uh, this trend started out of Milwaukee, uh, TikTok, 2021... And they say, I think Gio mentioned a little bit, all you need is a screwdriver and a USB cord to get this done. And they say, if you've never even hot-wired a car or hijacked a car, you could do it in less than a minute. That's how easy it is. There's uh, YouTube videos out there, and there's Reddit posts. So even if you're a rookie at stealing, you could do it. So I was talking to some old head this weekend, and he was like, these kids, it ain't even fair, man. We used to have to work for our cars that we stole. They're not even doing nothing with them. They're not chopping them up. They're not making no money. They're just going out there crashing into shit. They're the problem. I'm like, it. this it. is some old hat who clearly sold like, cars back in the day. I, I was like, it. what the fuck is this dude talking about? He's I like, at least respect that. Like, I there do. was a reason. There was a method to his madness. He was like, yeah, we were trying to make money. These kids yeah. are just menaces. Take I'm it. like, wait, these kids are menaces? But when you sold cars, it wasn't, you weren't a menace. We'll take it to the chop shop, you know, chop the pieces up sell it for parts or ship it to dubai or something like that that's what they were doing bro it was crazy the way that these like the old heads were talking they were like yeah man y'all gotta do something about these kids i'm like what i had someone tell me that back in like the 60s and 70s if you take like an old muscle car and if you would put like a coin in between like the carburetor and they had this like little switch so you could take like a quarter or something and if you put the coin there flip the switch you could almost hotwire almost any old muscle car from like the 60s and 70s Said it would work perfectly, and that's how they used to steal cars back in the day. Who knows? That's another thing we saw a lot of this weekend. Some really nice cars, dude. I don't know if you guys are car guys, but me and Gio saw some real nice cars. What was it, that 67? um... 67 Pontiac GTO. This thing was absolutely beautiful, dude. So some collectors down in the neighborhood Uh, or something like that? I I don't know. guys that kept that car in mint condition, and you know they've had that for 10, 20 years. that, That dude had to be in his like late 40s, early 50s. Bro, he, to be let's be real, dude. I didn't run the plate, nothing, dude. I just looked at the car. That dude's probably retired PD. He hit. <laughs> we gave him the nod because we wanted to hear it. Probably had like the classic, the old classic plate on it, so like it's a you know no, it's a normal one. No, no, oh, no, dude. Okay. This thing was so sweet. Didn't know if I had one of those like classic like restored no, I, car plates. I'm plate. pretty sure like. I asked him. I said, "Damn, bro, that's a nice ass car." He's like, "I'm gonna run him over." I'm like, "I don't know what that means, but whatever." No, you asked him about like the judge. You thought it was a judge first, mm-hmm. 
And he I said, asked him if it was a judge GTO and it wasn't. It was just the GTO. And he was like, I'd run it over. And then he fucking pedaled it and metal it to the next stoplight. And it was awesome. Rolled up next to him. That kitty can purr. It was sweet. That kid. I am, dude, I don't know. I don't know what it is about old American muscle cars, but dude, some of them, man, dude, they are so fucking cool. They get you jazzed. Vin, Vin Diesel you, was man. in like the back, you know, just shedding a single tear. <laughs> I got home last night. I started looking up the fucking Demon 170s. I'm like, dude, what could I do possibly in my life to just afford to have this thing? 10, 25 horsepower. Fucking, what is it? Like 8.91 second uh, quarter mile. Dude, it was like retarded how fucking fast this thing is. I'm like, I want one so bad. What do I have to do? What do I have to do? I mean, those things were, f- like, the 60 ones, though, were nasty. What was it? The Plymouth Roadrunner was nasty. Fucking a Yorker. What about fucking Gary's fucking garage, dude? He has well, a that- demon, a Hellcat, a Plymouth Prowler. That doesn't two, even count. Two like Vipers. Like, that is just. The, the, like, 10 Ducati motorcycles. I know it doesn't count, but what I'm saying is, like, I know a guy who has all this shit. I hope to God he was out there fucking ripping those things around all weekend, dude. I'm sure he was, living his best life. Bro, I'll tell you what. What would you rather have in your neighborhood? The guy who's riding around his fucking classic car, fucking just letting it rip on Memorial Day weekend, having a great time, just celebrating being American, or some fucking little fucking punk running around, crashing into buildings, stealing everybody's cars? You know how you you really want to keep your car from getting stolen? Get a manual. (laughs) There you go. Yeah, perfect. (laughs) There isn't a 13-year-old on this fucking earth. That unless they're like fucking one of these NASCAR drivers kids that knows how to what drive. What the fuck is this? I'm thir- Where's the shifter? I'm 31. I don't know how to do it. Really? Stick shift? Yeah. Never oh. never learned. Dude. I had to learn when I worked at West Terre. Yeah, Ain't learned. bad. It's easy. I mean, hey. You ever ride a motorcycle? No. Never? No. I'm, I'm a dangerous My wife made me get... I'm a dangerous well, guy. Sorry. I got rid of my bike. I almost said she made me get rid of mine. That's not true. I want to get one. Like, she I really, really want one, dude. I just tried to make some deal with her. I said, honey, I want to get a Hellcat. I really want one. I don't know why that GTL really just got me jazzed up last night. I'm like, dude, I want one of these fucking old cars. Not even, but I'm like, dude, what do I got to do? She's like, give it like a couple years. We need a place. We need a place to put it. I'm like, I'll just throw it in the driveway. She's like, you don't leave a car like that in the driveway. She's right. She's, I know, I know she's right. She's like, quit the you, po- you quit would the have pod. to, you would have to put it in store in like a storage unit. I know, and I hate that. And yeah, because it's not yours. Then it's <sighs> so I'm like, all right, let me make you a deal. What if I get like, let me get a motorcycle for a couple of years, and then she's like, we're literally about to give birth to our daughter, and you want to get a motorcycle? Are you out of your fucking mind? Meanwhile, two horrible motorcycle crashes in the city this weekend. I'm like, uh, she had a point. She's got a point, but <laughs> she's like, what about a jet ski? Wait, I could do a jet ski. Like, you can get a jet ski if you want one. I'm like, all right. I mean, maybe that sounds like fun. That's like four months. But of I fun. mean, like, you know what sucks about jet skis, though? You got to, like, lug them around. You, like, got to go to slips. You can't just fucking rip the shit out of your goddamn driveway. That sucks. Bro, just, just get a dirt bike or a four wheeler. They can't chase you, anyways. Oh, yeah. That's another that's, problem. That's, right? that's another problem in the city, huh? I see a dirt bike and a motorcycle. I just go the other way. You know what? Coming to your house Saturday when I came after uh, your wife's uh, baby shower, there was a kid ripping down uh, one of these streets over here, just doing like a wheelie. 
And I was like, this kid's coming right for me. I was like, I know it. The wheel was the wheel was up. It was tilted my way. The guy just rolls by, goes straight and goes. And I was like, fuck off. Yeah. But I, yeah, these fucking ATVs, wild. Wild. Well, just so, the way these people drive too. Well, my buddy Brian, he's like a huge Harley guy. Like, yeah. you know, he always rides like with a group of guys and they'll just be riding around the city. And sometimes they'll get in his group. And like, just, you know, because they want to ride in a big pack. And he's like, fuck this. And immediately turns. And then his buddies will call him like, hey, where'd you go? He's like, yeah, I want to be in the group of dirt bikes and ATVs. And if somehow they set up a block or something, my bike's going to get taken. Yeah, you're associated with it. Like, get out of here, dude. Smart man. It is like. Now, granted, he's a nut job on his Harley. That dude pops wheelies on a fucking Harley that has some serious weight to it. Which one of your friends is that? Brian, the one with the detail shop. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, I, I gotta get me hooked up with that guy, bro. I got some shit. My car's clean, too. Oh, dude. You just, I just want the inside to look a little nicer. Do you go see him? He'll always take it. He, yeah. uh, you've met him, obviously. Yeah, like, yeah. Comes up, came over for a Super Bowl. He that's want, a big deal. Yeah. You go to a man's house for the Super Bowl, that's a big deal. True. Not even I do that. He wants mm-hmm. to just hang I'm out on an afterherf and just like talk some shit. All right, he, so tell him to come on. There's no rules on the afterherf. Oh, of course. I might just bring in a random person each time we do an afterherf. Just see I, what I, I don't know how <laughs> no, you guys as an audience feel about this, but for our afterherf show, we were thinking about bringing on local crackheads <laughs> just to hear what they have to say. Well, instead you, of bum fights, bum cast. Yeah, right. <laughs> if you guys are looking, I saw Caleb yeah, I like that. I like that. But if you guys are looking for some other exciting news in the world of news, we have the news segment coming up for you, so oh. be prepared. Oh, we're oh, going to wow. get into that. Oh, huh? I thought you were telling me to... Oh, fuck it, yeah. Yeah, I thought right. you were telling me to... All right, yeah, so anyways... Uh, we're doing it live. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I saw Jerry going like this. Fuck the Kia boys. Fuck you assholes fucking riding around on ATVs yeah. Stop and dirt stealing bikes. Shit. Stop stealing shit and ruining the fucking community. You're fucking assholes. I hate you because my insurance keeps going up. Zero accidents and fucking 10 years and that being said all right so now we're no back to the caleb's news section where caleb knows things that'll get you excited about so up first we have bud light is set to lose their number one spot in america for being the best beer and possibly the world number one spot as well uh, coming up real quick, right behind them, is Modelo. Um, so they are set to possibly take on the new number one beer spot in all of America. I got to say, dude, I'm a fan. I like Modelo, dude. Me and Gio always talk about it. We're like, ooh, man, the Modellos are dangerous, especially in the summer. Was it Modelo season, right? Yeah. We know. Yeah. Modellos are <laughs> Bread for those with a fighting spirit. Modelo, if you want to sponsor uh, Or is that da- something that, that, no, is that, no, that is. Modelo, okay. if you want to sponsor Down to Herf, and especially Jerry, he'd, he'd be grateful. He is like a Modelo drinker. It's Modelo's awesome, great. man. Dude, they are great. It's just like, I like Modelo. They're so crisp. I gotta yeah. say, though, we don't get Modelo in the house too often. I don't I'm get always, it too often. I'm always happy, though, when I see a bar has it. Like, yeah. Especially if it's really hot out. There is something very yeah. refreshing about oh. how crisp it is. You ever have it on draft? Yes. But not it's the, good. Not the, the lighter one. We got like the darker one on draft. Is it, the, is it the lager or something like that? I forget the names of it. I know Especial is their traditional light one. I can't remember what the... Is it the amber? I, fuck, I can't remember the name. Either way. Yeah. 
Either way, guys, Modelo set to take number two, and uh, Bud Light, man, you done fucked up. You done fucked up. It I done. mean, obviously, if you, you know, unless you've been living under a rock, you're pretty <laughs> familiar as to why Bud Light's getting a lot of controversy right now. We won't get into that specific aspect of things, but I mean, what was it? The dude from Shark Tank was uh, on MSNBC and Kevin O'Leary, Mr. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. And what he was saying, he's like, this stuff is crazy. He's like, you know, you get involved in these culture wars, you're going to alienate a significant portion of your customer base. The best thing any corporation can do is remain neutral or silent. Stick to what got you to that number one spot. Don't change. Don't chase. Stick to your guns. Stick to what got you where you're at. You don't need to go chasing the trends and the the clicks. So Gio and I always talk about this. Uh, It's this very specific part of this. Uh, you know, ideal ideology. Uh, Michael Jordan. Uh, he was like questioned about like Democrats and Republicans. He's like, I don't know, man. Republicans buy sneakers too. Like, yeah, man. You got to tailor to everybody. You run a business. And yeah, you know what happened to Michael Jordan? He's a fucking billionaire who sits around and fucking smokes cigars and golfs all day. Mm, yep, living you know, the life. Hell yeah, bro. the goat NBA player. Started as a fucking player, owns a team, and has a lifetime Nike contract, subject of like four movies now, it seems like. And you know why? Kept his opinions to himself. Smart. You don't have to get political, man. You don't have to fall victim to the political agendas of everybody else. Like, well, you don't have to jam shit in people's faces. You don't have to be a fucking jerk. You don't have to fucking just sit back and collect your fucking paycheck. That easy. And Target. Like, yeah, they're even going through it right now. Would you say they're down right now? So What has it been, two weeks? Since their whole controversy, they're down like their stock prices tanked. Oh, 30 est- bucks, yeah. Well, the estimated uh, value is like $10 billion. And so, yeah, oh, these stock prices drop. It's not that bad. It's only, you know, whatever. What people don't realize is the general population does not run a multinational corporation. What happens is when you lose these valuations, your credit rating with these banks drops. And obviously, you can't leverage that for things like inventory on consignment because most people don't know Target doesn't just buy this inventory and owns it because... That's just not how it works. The manufacturers ship it to them, and then they have 30 days to pay the invoice. Most of the time, that shit's sold before it even gets there. So just sounds like, to me, bad business to get involved in all of these extra causes. And at the end of the day, the most classic quote, opinions are like assholes. Everyone's got one, and they all stink. (laughs) <laughs> or the other quote they always say go woke go broke so there you go you know that's what's happened to bud light and target you know just just stick to what made you famous do you think that one. do you think that bud light might actually bankrupt i don't think they're gonna go no. bankrupt i think with anything it all ebbs and flows but you are doing some significant damage and now, here's where things can get really messy. So, I, is Anheuser-Busch a publicly traded company, or is they privately owned? That's I, what I don't know. I believe they are public, but if you're going to touch on Anheuser-Busch, they actually do 
own Modelo 2, but only the U.S. market, but they don't control yeah, uh, they don't control what Modelo does with their sales, their ads, their marketing. Yeah, they just they handle, I believe, it. the distribution. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, but so Dude, the, I'm suddenly craving a Modelo. <laughs> yeah. Right. So uh, I'm not sure if Bud Light or Anheuser Busch is a publicly traded company. I know Target is obviously because they have a stock price. Pretty sure it is. Yeah. But so what people don't understand is, uh. These companies have fiduciary responsibility to their shareholders. And what that means is they have to, in good faith, act in the best interest of your shareholders. Now, I wouldn't be surprised if you see a lawsuit saying they're doing, you know, marketing that, you know, could be damaging to the brand, damaging to the stock price, things of that nature. There's certainly been less frivolous lawsuits, so... That's where you can see a board get sued. That's when you see companies really have to pay out money to their shareholders. So if you own 30% of Bud Light, but you don't have say in their marketing, and the guys that own, you know, combined people own 70% and they make some fucked up decision, you're like, nah, dude, your job is to act in our best interest as a team. I could definitely see someone, you know, making that type of claim for some class action suit on behalf of shareholders. 100%. I mean, like, dude, you're you're getting involved in business, stocks. Uh, I know you put a lot of good faith in those people. And if they're that. making decisions that are not in your best interest, it could really fuck you. Clearly, some of these people don't know what they're doing. It might be this new uh, way of doing business with uh, Gen Zers and Millennials coming in, and they might be fucking everything up. Uh, just to say, over this weekend, some cases of Bud Light uh, 24 packs were going for 349 oh, to get them out the door. Uh, many other stores, and especially uh, Amheiser Bush, have been offering $15 rebates. I saw the $15 yeah. rebate and I was like, oh my God, that is like, that's free. Basically, it's free because a, a 24 pack or 18 pack costs around $14, $15, depending on what state you're in. Um, just to say, with the sales of Bud Light going down, I have Yingling. Is showing some of the greatest growth, especially because it's one of the America's oldest breweries. Yeah, and then you got Coors Light, Miller Light, and PBR all seeing double-digit sales increases since the uh, in- initial Bud Light controversy. So, so not only did you uh, negatively affect your own brand, you inadvertently gave competitors a boost and people a reason to go to them. One hundred percent, like. This is why I laugh, and like I always refer to, you know, I'm a true, like, I believe in cat. The market decides, and when you do dumb shit, especially, this is textbook not knowing your base. Can I ask just one quick question? And this, obviously, I have no hatred for anybody, okay? No groups of people. But people in consumers decide what company succeeds and Absolutely. what company doesn't, right? 100%. You don't need to jam political agendas. You don't need to fucking piss people off. You have to tailor to your customer base. Customer base. Who buys your product? It's very important, and, right? Well, it's business 101. Like, okay, like, we look at, just on our level here, like, we look at our, you know, demographics, you know, typically our audience is mostly males, you know, 20 to 55, 25 to 55. We don't really get too much younger in the 20s. I mean, hopefully we can start, but 
we t- typically younger people don't spend money on premium cigars. It's just the fact of things, unless you are established in life or it's a cultural thing that is passed down. Or you're a police officer and you work with us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then, you know, whatever. But it just is crazy because you think of all the basic business ethic courses and things people talk about. Like, know your fucking customer. If It's like when Coke did New Coke. You remember that bomb or Pepsi Blue? I remember Pepsi Blue. I remember like Coca-Cola doing some wacky shit. Yeah, New You're, Coke. Ew. And, and you know what like they shit? did? The minute that fucking shit stopped working, they pulled it. And now, granted, trying a new product, okay, I can buy that. Like, you're not, you're just trying to improve. Sometimes it doesn't work. This here, you have just literally uh, pissed off your base of, based off of their, you know, core belief system. And it's very, very hard to fix that. No like, apology has yet to be issued as well. And Bud Light or Amheuser-Busch has not made a single tweet in over a month. So, I mean, they haven't said a word to their base. I just, I'm not, I don't understand it. Like, because these, if you're in marketing for these companies, like, some of these marketing, like, departments have budgets that are comparable to the CEO's salary. Here's a conspiracy. What if they did it on purpose, nuked it, so the fucking stock would go down and they could buy it all back cheaper? It could. There you go. Well, I mean, here you that's the thing. There's regulatory. There's also a risk with that. Yeah. Will it come back? Well, that and the fact that like any manipulation of a stock is like a big no-no. The SEC does not fuck around. Like, uh, Elon Musk was getting in so much shit over his tweets on how they affect the Tesla stock price, and like, so like they would send him like he had to have stuff monitored, like and approved by council because if not, the SEC could charge him for. Fucking with the stock market. All right. Well, on to story number two for the well, news. You're just gonna cut it just like that. We can't just say, "Hey, Bud Light, you fucked up. You fucked up. That's it." Bud Light issue an apology. Maybe you'll get some business back. I don't know. I'm no expert, but we'll see what happens. So, on to story number two, I have co-host Geo, who's going to talk about a new cigar, the Pledge of Allegiance. I'm actually really. I'm excited. taking fucking credit for this. No, I'm not. No. I'm not really actually, but. We did just put out an episode. We did the Allegiant Cigar as a review. Ironically, we called the episode... Pledge Allegiance to the Herf. Pledge Allegiance to the Herf. <laughs> and now they just put out this new cigar, the Pledge of Allegiance, which is, it seems like a combination of the Pledge, which was the number one cigar of the year in 2020, Cigar Aficionado, and the Allegiance, which I would not imagine it's not going to be at least in the top five some kind of combination. I don't know if it's a combination of blends or anything like that, but Gio can touch on that. But I want to say, I feel like we have something to do with this. I'm feeling pretty good about it. Well, right on the episode, I was like, I got it. The name of the episode is Pledge Allegiance to the Herf. Like, it's on there. You called it. You called it. So, basically, what they did is this is kind of like a 4th of July theme that they're doing for it. And it's called the EP Career Pledge of Allegiance. And it's a 6x54 Toro, and it's a Connecticut Broadleaf wrapper, and an Ecuadorian-grown Connecticut uh, binder and filler from the Dominican and Nicaragua. 
Uh, oh, and in the United States. Didn't see that. So this is the first time the company is using two American-grown tobaccos as part of their filler in a blend. Wait a minute. I think I just saw, wasn't there just like a little clip of uh, EPC yeah, saying I, that I, he had something special? I and actually a lot of this uni- in our group chat. You did, and yeah. it was a lot of United States uh, tobacco being used, which is something he's just like, this is amazing, and I didn't expect this kind of result. It was something like that, right? So, this was the cigar? Yes. So the pricing is set at $20 a stick. It's a limited production, only 1,776 boxes. Ah, of oh, ten. <laughs> Makes perfect sense. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. That's amazing, though. They're expected to be released ahead of 4th of July, so naturally we definitely have to buy these because I want them. We doing a 4th special? I mean, we, whether it's the 4th or whatever, I'm a big fan of EP Carrillo, so. Hate to interrupt, but Bud Light, you want to put out a new product and get some fans back? Do something like that. What they did. Think? They They just... Mm. They tried to bring on Harley Davidson. Did you see the Harley Davidson Budweiser cans? (laughs) So, but I laugh here. So beyond the patriotic tie in, the cigar combines the names of two existing cigars, the Pledge and Allegiance. Salim, hopefully I'm saying it right, Hanono, the former COO of EP Creo is credited with the idea of the name. So that's how they came about that. Uh, EP Creo. Oh, and- no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> but in the post he made, he was actually like really excited about it. And it was his tribute to the American dream. He stated, you know, because of this country, I got to live the way I do. And I thought it was just a very cool and it seemed very appreciative. And this guy's obviously a godfather of the industry. So, I mean, I don't think every cigar is, you know, a great EP Creo cigar, but. I like majority of their products. USA. <laughs> USA. USA. Oh, I'm not going to start chanting. Oh, I was, I was but, hoping for a group chant. USA. No. All right. All right. All right. Well, that was... <laughs> um, it's a cigar I'm definitely looking forward to. And if we review it, I think we do it. And we maybe put it out the week of the 4th of July. Yeah. I mean, so they're only... 1776 boxes of 10 at $20 a stick. It's going to be a $200 box. But did you see the actual like look of it? Cause hey, just throwing this out there. Uh, that would be... The 4th of July is a Tuesday. Tuesday. I mean, we might be able to get that out for that Wednesday, the 5th. I would imagine we have to do that. Yeah, why not? Fuck I it. mean, it's, it does we'll, its job. We'll talk about it. We don't have to, yeah. we don't have to break any secrets here, but... Yeah. Tuesday, boost day. Let's yeah. get it. Yeah, buddy. And then we're going to fucking Vegas. Skeet, 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 skeet. All right, Gio. Thank you for that story. It's awesome. I love it. I think our audience is going to love that. And speaking of which, I got one more story for you guys. So if you like his body and you think he's sexy, come on and buy his whiskey because Sir Rod Stewart is putting out a new blended scotch called Wolfie's Whiskey. And it's coming out in the next couple of weeks. going to be for about $43. And um, it's homage to a 1991 song, Vagabond Heart. So there we go. We got Rod Stewart coming out with some uh, scotch, a blended scotch. I got to say, and maybe I'm, I'm not dating myself, obviously. <laughs> I, I'm doing the complete opposite. I'm going to say, I have no idea what Rod Stewart has ever done. Uh, for those listening, please don't crucify me <laughs> for this. I am just a stupid millennial who smokes cigars and drinks whiskey for a hobby. But... What the fuck, man? These celebrities, dude, everybody's putting out something. 
Yeah, also to note in this article where I found this, you got Emma Watson, Brad Pitt, and Margot Robbie all coming out with their own gins as well that are going to come out in the next couple of weeks. Who's the last one? Margot Robbie. Dude, is she the one from Wolf of Wall Street? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Dude, she is. Yeah, so the you know you got three more celebrities putting out a new gin. Just what the world needs, some more gin. I think she's a Long Islander too. Is she? I don't know. That's the Duchess. Yeah, yeah, the Duchess. That's right. Oh yeah, maybe Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is yeah. she from Long Island in that movie? Yeah. I, is she from Long Island in real life? I don't, I don't know. Probably not. I'm just <laughs> looking like I'm fucking maybe. slow, but. But yeah, we got a blended scotch from uh, Rod Stewart. He's an avid scotch drinker, so I'm sure he enjoys the cigar as well. Perfect. Yeah. Seems like the type of guy who would enjoy a cigar and a scotch. He is a sir, after all, so he's knighted by the queen. What a guy. Tequila Nooner. Interesting. <laughs> crack, crack the crack Nooner? It. Dude, they're good. What do you think? It's pretty good. I like the strawberry. Like, But, you know, hey, we went to seltzers. Whatever. It is what it is. Don't judge me. I, dude, I, me and Caleb have been like passing around the bottle, and I'm also drinking uh, a side beer. <laughs> side, so, side nooner, side whiskey. You, know? you got two hands for a reason. That's why God gave you two. That's right. That's right. To double fist. <laughs> That's right. All right. All right. That that you know what that concludes the news segment, and I think we got one more left for you guys. Right. What, we'll we'll let Geo introduce this. Well, I mean, so we started it last week. It was an overwhelming defeat. Caleb went down to the ostrich. Now it's time for DTH Fight Night 2. Hit the fucking soundboard. (laughs) I don't know why, dude. It's so fucking funny to me. We we did... Just like (laughs) listening to the... I feel like I'm at the fight or watching it. Gio, is give it, me some facts wait, on this is fight, that an dude. Old picture of me before the tattoo. It doesn't. No. no. Oh. Okay. Oh. No. 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 I was gonna say because it almost looks like how my body looks now. <laughs> I'm not in very good shape. So I actually. <laughs> but like, I was gonna say you're missing a couple of tattoos. So I was like, is that possibly my body? Because that's so, what I look like now. Caleb, that is dirty. not you. That's a great Photoshop job that we did. Yeah, so but I'm a little dirty. That's kind of what I look like. I photoshopped your head. On Ben Askren when he fought uh, Jake Paul, because <laughs> <laughs> no, it makes sense, and it it actually blends amazing. I thought that was great. <sighs> makes sense. So you know, obviously we have Caleb, thirty one years of age, five seven, one hundred seventy five pounds. You know, the day after drinking, and his reach. You know, this guy can't reach the top shelf. So. Guy can't even reach the top shelf. Can't reach his hat for his after her uh, for his after her conspiracy theories. Always needs a taller gentleman to grab it. Not good reach. Now you know who's he fighting this week. We went with a bighorn sheep. The also, the ram, dude. The ram. The dodge, baby. And the let's talk about a ram. The ram. Tell me about the ram. Eight years old, approximately three five. 250 pounds and the horns have an average of 34 or 35 inches in length oof dude they're fucking kind of scary dude yeah so i'm not gonna lie to you that thing's fucking scary so i was reading a lot of facts about this ram and they're known for fighting each other for sometimes six hours at a time this thing's got cardio for days six hours i'm looking at last 30 seconds (laughs) (laughs) caleb 
fighting wise. You're 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 fighting you're fighting the the ram. Yo, well, what's is... going to be your technique here, dude? Uh, technique is I'm not letting this thing hit me in the head. He hits me in the head. I'm I'm knocked so out. They generate up to 750 pounds of force on contact. Yeah, that would kill me. He makes contact <laughs> with my head. I'm dead. Um, what now, is my strategy here? I guess I don't know if I've seen any ram wranglers. I guess ram I, wranglers. I guess we got to try to jump on this thing's back and grab a hold of those horns. And I don't know what I got to do. Try to drown it in water or something like that. I'm trying to come up with some sort of strategy, uh, not to get too violent with like beating up animals. No, you're but, you're uh, you are fighting for your life. Yeah, this with is this out animal. In the wild. No, out go in ahead, wild. bro. Yeah. You're fighting the animal. Um, I guess I'm gonna. You know what? I'm gonna look for it. Like I said, I'm gonna try to maybe gra- jump on its back somehow through some work of God miracle. <laughs> try to jump on its back, grab its horn, and maybe like just drown this thing in a lake. <laughs> Um, other than that, I'm going to try to pick up a sharp stone, a sharp rock. No, remember, this is fists, dude. Yeah. You're I, fighting I, with fists. You got to, like, put it in a sleeper hold or something. I guess. This isn't, like, never-ending story, bro. You're not going to stab me. I, I just want to give a fact here. Okay. So, this is how, uh, obviously, the 764 pounds of force that can be generated in a single blow, uh, normal estimates say that it takes around 551 pounds of force to break a human skull. Yeah, this if this thing gets me, I'm dead. Got to avoid your yeah, head. Yeah, got to avoid your I head. I need to avoid the head. Um, can I give you? Can I give you like maybe a little strategy? Yeah, yeah. Like if there's somehow you can grab both the horns, right? You know, you ever hear the expression? Yeah, grab the bull by the horns. Yeah, grab the horns. Maybe like at that point, maybe you could rip it down a little bit. And, you know, start throwing some knees and shit in its Dude, head. It's 250 pounds. I get it. Got me. But you gotta, I mean, it's only three foot tall. So well, that's why I'm saying maybe I hop on its back and then grab the horns and do something like that. Can I, I ask have... you a question, truthfully? Are you that athletic to pull off a maneuver like that? <laughs> Not looking like that doughy boy up there, because I'm a, I'm a doughboy right now. Definitely a doughboy. Because I'm kind of curious if you could actually pull off a feat like that. It's going to take a work of God. <laughs> like, if God wants me to beat this ram, that's the only way I'm going to win. I'm putting this at a less than 5% chance to win. Oh, I'm giving you less than that, bro. <laughs> Almost zero? Uh, dude. All right. <sighs> J- we don't need to show it on the hill, but if you look on YouTube and watch just a, a collision between two rams, you guys are going to see, oh my God, how fucking crazy these things are. Well, rams are also very demonic looking, and I don't like that. Just so uh, very here, put in very, bighorn ram fight. Very scared. Uh, I will. I will. Very scared about that. I don't like demonic looking things. Rams look kind of scary. I guess maybe if I'm trying to think strategy here, yeah. I catch this thing on a cliff or something like that, and I just try to give it a good push off a cliff. Okay. That's about, yeah, that's about try to drown it or push it off a cliff. I don't know. Uh, maybe just grab it by the balls and rip as hard as I can. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, it's not looking too good for me. But I want to yeah. see if I can find a big horn ram attack. You guys could talk. Yeah, so I gotta let's watch not make this. it weird. I gotta watch yeah, this, yeah, these things are insane. All right. Well, so here's we a little a clip fighting. of two rams fighting each other. And they do this for hours. They ch- They do it. For- oh, my oh, God. They bad. sound like gunshots, bro. Yeah. They're just chilling. And they do it for the right to mate. Like, it's fucking weird. This thing has a concussion. <laughs> Dude, did you yeah. hear that? It sounds like a gunshot. It is. He lost. That guy's done. He's like, why you got a phone? Oh, no, oh, no, no. They're what? lining back up. This is the Oklahoma drill. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Are they going again? 
Oh my wow, god, that's dude. like a gentleman's duel back in the day. Where <laughs> yeah, walk, right. We walk back to back paces. I'm and just gonna play it. Pistols. Oh man, bro, and they both just eat it, and they just stand there. Yeah, they just. So imagine that thing. Yo, <laughs> yeah, hold on, hold on, hold on. I don't know. I don't know. If we're thinking the same thing here, Gio. Yo, that Yo, was back. In yeah, look at look at the dongs on those things, man. <laughs> Holy Jesus shit, Christ. dude! What cojones? Yeah, right, dude. Dude, I'm I'm going down. These these animals are like killing me, dude. All right. Anyway, I was like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> Geo, impressed by the size of the I think you can of see the it dong right there in that picture, right there, the little white thing. Oh yeah, look at that. Even in the picture, I see a ram's dog. If you listen to the podcast or watch on YouTube, so plenty of reason to like check it so, out. So, Caleb, what are you thinking, bud? Less than five percent chance. Less uh, than five. I. I think that's a wrap, bro. Given the Ram, like betting think, betting odds minus seven fifty, this dude's kicking my ass. That's even crazier odds than the ostrich. What do you think you have a better chance of fighting? The ostrich, ostrich or the ram? Ostrich. I like that the animals keep getting worse, dude. <laughs> and I'm serious when I say this, Gio. Please, 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 can we bring Caleb to a petting zoo where they have these animals and just like so like he can see this shit and be like, dude. What the fuck? Yo, that headbutt sounded like a gunshot. Dude, if that if that thing hits me, my skull is bashed in. Bro, I I'm think if it done. hits your chest, like you yeah, your lung might, collapses. Yeah, you might cave in, it might just you your heart might just die on impact. What if you just do a sidestep though? I mean Did you have moves? You got a juke? You got a move, bro? Like, you got you no, got that not, Madden? You got that Madden move? May, all right, maybe this is too yeah, soon, but like if that thing hits you in the chest, you're getting Demar Hamlin. Ooh, Ooh, wow. Too, too soon. It's an evil world we live in. <laughs> Like wow, wow, we went there, huh? I mean, okay, bro, I don't want to get fucking hit by one of those things. Now I understand why Dodge calls the trucks Rams, <laughs> the Bighorn Ram. Yeah, that's it's a package. Ram season, but it is yeah, a package. No thanks, no thanks, man. I mean, we know why that's a package too. <laughs> yeah, right. Perverts. None anyway, perverts. yeah, I'm oh, I'm God. losing. That I'm being losing. said, fellas, uh, what did we think of this cigar? Obviously, we got a little long-winded. Uh, we didn't really touch on it in the middle of the episode. Dude, this thing is awesome, man. This is a great cigar. I'm curious, Caleb, did you get uh, through your review? Yeah, let me just uh, get out the calculator. I did, too. Us, uh... And, uh, Gio, I'm sure you're working on yours, as yeah. always, late. <laughs> Last minute tallies, brother. <laughs> yeah, Caleb, just... what do you think of it, man? Uh, uh, just... Fable. What do you think of Fable. Oh, all right. Well, uh, appearance. I really like the barber pole. I like the green color on the band. The little, like, looks like we got a glass and, like, a cross with a green. So, nice touch of coloring there. Um, Give it an 8.5. Uh, it's pleasant on the eyes. Looks good. Anytime you get a barber pole, I'm a fan. Uh, Burn, I'm giving it a 9. I had no issues. Didn't touch it up at all. Uh, Lit pretty good. Construction, I will say, 9.5. Uh, great stack of dimes. Every single time I had to ash it, take it off. Very well constructed. Awesome. Uh, draw, I went with straight cut. Gave it a nine. You know, it was a little too big to do a V cut here. So, you know, nine's good. And overall enjoyment, gave it a nine. Uh, couldn't really pick up too many tastes, but I will say it left a very nice, like, campfire smell. And I thought the smell was very pleasant. So I just couldn't really taste wise, couldn't get anything. What'd I don't you get there, bro. bro 44 uh, and a half. So it's a 45, which is a 90. Perfect, man. I like that. Yeah. So not bad. Not bad, bud. So, Fable, two things. Limited release. Not many out there, right, Gio? No. Appearance, I gave it an 8.5. Cool band. You touched on it. I like the... Ironically, 
lime green is my favorite color. So that did play a little into that. Uh, the burn, I gave it a nine. Really good burn. The burn is literally, can you get more perfect than that? You can't. You can't. Uh, construction, nine. Built like a tank, man. Fucking great cigar. Uh, the draw, 8.5. Overall enjoyment, I gave it a nine. Bring me to a 44. That's an 88. Great cigar. I've smoked many of them. Really enjoy it. I'm starting to notice even like 88s are cigars that I go to all the time. Especially Roma, dude. Lately, Roma has been like, dude, Roma's on my radar. Well, they've got that. What is the, I forget the name. It's coming. It starts with a V. It's coming out soon. The The Volstead. Yeah. I mean, they got that. They just had the Black Irish and the Sabretooth come out. I know you've been. Well, they release those yearly. Right. But I'm just saying, obviously, like. This year's blind, I mean... They're just, like, limited... They're, like, limited edition. Uh, listen, put it this way. It's very, very rare for you to struggle to get a box on a cigar that came out recently, and that was tough for you to find. So I know that it's definitely sought after. All right. So that is I just... Did, some- I did manage to find it. Bro, both have, of them. Yeah, you have boxes of both. So I'll get into my review. Appearance, I gave it a 7.5. I Jesus. I like the actual cigar itself. I don't really... You don't like the Fable logo? I don't understand the actual logo. Is this like a whiskey glass? Like, what is this here? Looks like it. Then there's like a cross dangling at the end. That's like Gen Z. (laughs) The dangly cross earring. I don't know. But like, as far as it goes, it came in bundles. So it's not like your traditional cigar box. Like, it's, it's not crazy standout. Like... So that's why it's getting a lower. The cigar itself is what looks good, not the actual presentation here. Especially like to give a comparable, if you guys see like that, like EP Carrillo, the reveal on that page, that thing's a fucking 10 out of 10 presentation. I can tell you that beforehand. Like, I'm sure the is, box is going to be beautiful. Oh my God. It, I sent it to you. You could check it out later. So the burn. It's I, an homage to the country. Yeah. You know, it's going to be perfect. Oh, absolutely. The burn, I gave this thing an eight. Touched it up a couple times. Nothing unusual. We talked a lot today, so... I mean, I had no issues with it. But if I touch it up, it's my rule. Instruction, this is where this thing shined. It was a nine. I don't think I got a single ash on me throughout the show, and that's usually rare. Same here. No ash at like, all. Not even like a little piece. Nothing. And, the, like, and nothing. this thing, you have to literally ash it Just to make you. it go yep, up. Correct. So, you know... Fable, you know, Cavalier, I I like your guys' products. You know, obviously this is, you know, a Roma sub-brand. They're doing their thing. Uh, enjoyment, I gave it an 8. The only reason it gets an 8 is, like, I don't know, like, the flavors, I didn't, it, the flavor profile didn't stand out to me. I think I've smoked, you know, tastier cigars. But it wasn't like I'm saying this is a bad cigar. It's just for me, it wasn't like the flavor profile that I like to stand out a little bit more. But I enjoyed it. Like, thing tastes like a creamy coffee to me. I don't know. I haven't figured out what I want to call like what I've gotten for in terms of notes. But I yeah, I'm I'm with you. I can't really pick up any tasting flavor. Like, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. A lot of drinking, a lot of smoking this weekend. Maybe my palate's shot. Not a rough retrohale either. No. It's so a, if you retrohale it. It's not going to crush your sinuses. I mean, I 
yeah, I just am not getting a lot of unique flavors. And maybe that's just me being an untrained palate. Sure. But I'm going to say what I feel, and that's how I've always been. But that gave me an 8 on that. My overall score, 42.5, doubled up, 85. Sweet. I mean, listen, if you get in the mid-80s for me, it's a good cigar. I know I'm a fucking asshole. So I think we can agree that he's always our harshest rater. Like, that's all right. Hey, not overall, not a bad score. Uh, 87.67. So pretty good. I'd say that's where 87.67 from the herf. Yeah. Rounded up 88, maybe, you know, not bad. That being said, Caleb, what'd you think of the whiskey? Dude, this goes down so easy. I probably had like three pours. It's light. That 84 proof, yeah. man. I know you and I back and forth kept passing the bottle <laughs> back. Uh, the damage done on the bottle is me and Caleb for yeah. sure. I only had one pour of it. Geo I- had a pour. Uh, this is a great bottle. I mean, super enjoyable. Really, really good. Yeah. It, so I enjoyable. feel like that's more of a cocktail whiskey. Think? Yeah, I think that it would do very, very well in some, you know, uh, like an old fashioned. I, I, it's very, very wine forward, and I'm not a big wine drinker. And what was it? You said Napa Cab? Napa Cab Barrels, that's what it's finished off in. Yeah. Didn't say how long, but you. regardless, I, you're just getting great wine flavor. very, very there for me. And I'm not a big cab guy. I, I don't really like too many red wines. I like red wine. So, well, so I'm that, a big yeah, cab Yeah, that makes guy. sense. I know you like cabs, Um, and I like cab. I, I don't like cabs so much, but if it's a cab aged in a bourbon barrel, I really like that kind of cab. And this is weird because we're drinking a bourbon aged in a in a cab barrel, so I it I like it either way. You get it, it's vice versa. It's still very good. You get either that way you look charred at it. oak, uh, not too harsh on the palate. It goes right. down really good. It's a bit jammy, barely any hug. Yeah, no, no hug at all. No, no hug, like, dude. This shit just goes down, man. Like you get this a slight is finish, but it's a flavorful finish. It's you. Not a you could fucking you could pound a bottle of this if you right. if you're a guy who likes to drink bourbon, you could pound this. Well, we normally we've I think we've got away from this, so I'll bring it right back here. So, would you buy a bottle of that? One hundred percent. I know we were given the bottle, but at the price point, what would you say it was, Caleb? About forty five to fifty dollars. I'd hundred percent buy another bottle. At that price point? Okay. Yeah. I mean I'd agree with that. I think like I said, it's something you keep on a shelf for, you know, cocktails, things like that. And we'll go back just real quick with the cigars. Five pack bundle, singles. What do you think, guys? Well, I bought a bundle and hey. I bought a bunch of singles. I've been smoking the singles. <laughs> yeah. I really enjoyed the cigars. So, so that answers my question. Jerry's buy as many as you can. <laughs> yeah. So I just bought a single. I think they'll age very good. So if you can get your hands on them, I would say definitely age them. So I did buy a single. Um, going back next time, I'd, I'd, I'd buy a five pack. These are uh, something I'd keep around for a, a nice longer smoke since I didn't finish it. And just really sitting back, enjoying, relaxing. It's a very nice smoke. I didn't think it was too heavy. Kind of medium cigar, but you know what? I like it. Nice, relaxing. So I'll I'll touch on it now. The first time I had it, I was like melting. Uh, I was literally impounding a stolen <laughs> Kia. So it's kind of funny. I said, oh, it'll tie in really good Kia to what boys. we're going to talk about today. The Kia boys. <laughs> but that being said, Caleb, any closing notes of the episode? All right, guys. You know what to do. Just make sure you follow the YouTube grower gang. I see it. We're getting the subscribers up. I like that. Keep doing it. Uh, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. Make sure you follow us on the Instagram, the TikTok, the Facebook as well. And make sure when you're trying to find those audio episodes, you search for us under a Cigar Hustlers podcast. We're on their network, so find our audio version of the show there. And for the rest of you guys, just make sure you're watching YouTube. Let's go. Keep it up, grower gang. Caleb, touch it all. 
I always shout out the YouTube, but make sure you're following us on a Cigar Hustlers Podcast Network. We love being a part of it. We love the audience. We love being able to connect with you guys. So reach out to us, man. If there's something you want yeah. us to smoke, reach out. Let us know what you guys are interested in a review. And uh, yeah. Oh, one more thing. Comments on our last video that we just put out. Uh, let, let let us know if I could beat an ostrich in a fight. And when this video comes out, comment if I could take on this ram or if this ram's just one shot killing me. We got to know. I think it's a one shot. Yeah. Oh, dude. I think you're, you're one you're, shot. You're fucked on that. No, but to touch on that, yeah, we love the comments, guys. Like, I know our uh, Pravada posts, definitely, you know, we had some engagement back and forth. I love that. So, you know, we will reply. It might not be right away, but you will hear it. And it's obviously, like, never going to be a salty thing. Like, we want our opinions because it helps us better tailor the show. We listen to our customer base. One hundo. <laughs> one hundo. That being said, guys... We will see you guys next week. And, dude, if you got good weather, fucking enjoy it, man. Because I know I'm about to enjoy the nice weather. That being said, peace, baby. Smoke them if you got them. The Down to Herf Podcast, its owners and sponsors take no responsibility for the opinions or statements made by the talk show hosts or their guests. Statements or show topics are not necessarily the beliefs of Mike and Mike Productions or the podcast providers, and opinions between talk show hosts may differ. It's not our intention to libel, incite, or hurt anyone's feelings. We invite you to write the show's host, Jerry Lewandowski, with any feedback or suggestions you have for their show. These broadcasts are presented and made public as entertainment in the hopes that they will be entertaining to the audience.